And welcome to the Ian Stimson Show. I am Ian Stimson, and I don't know if you've heard, but I'm kind of a big deal. And I'm here with my co-host, Chuck Bailey. Hi, Chuck. (sighs) It's gone to his head, Oscar. Yeah, whatever. So, And even though I've got bigger, better American friends now, I'm with my other (laughs) co-host, Oscar Puente. Can you believe this guy? And he goes no. on one guest on one bigger one show than us. highly successful podcast. I'm not playing it this way. Play the, play the fucking intro music. to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chuck Bailey. Good evening! How's it going, Chuck? I am middling to well. You're nursing a a whole bottle of hot sauce from what I'm hearing over there. Uh, I had half a bottle of hot sauce on 24 wings. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> and that was just with your right hand. <laughs> yeah. I am I got a food baby going on. I think it's twins. Um I'm in trouble. Alright, so perhaps it's best if we keep this relatively short so that you can uh you know, evacuate as needed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually recording today from the toilet, so uh There you go. About par for the course for us. Speaking of toilets, joining us is super producer Ian Stimson, Mr. Fancy Big Pants. Stimmers, how you doing? Hanging out with the lowlifes like us, huh? The little people. Yeah. Got to give you some crumbs off of my table. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this this is going down well. That delicious celebrity (laughs) runoff. Mm, Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. (laughs) That does explain the uh, sunglasses and leather jacket that he's wearing. Yeah, and he was 45 minutes late to record. It was just outrageous. No <laughs> notice or anything. Yeah, that's just because I was trying to get my laptop open. This is uh, latter stages Phil Collins now. Really, really <laughs> seeing the fame go to his head. All right, well, we are indeed the Miles Offside podcast. We are one American and two Brits, and we talk about the Premier League, uh, at least theoretically, but most of the time it's just a lot of nonsense. Food. Food, yep, lots of listener questions, um, stats, nerdy stuff. But if you are joining us for the first time, because we have seen some new listeners jumping aboard after Ian's excellent job featuring on the Always off, always Cheating podcast. Always Offside. Yeah, that's the fusion. <laughs> always Offside. Always Offside. That's us. Uh, Miles cheating. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the party. And if you are a returning listener, then uh, you already know what's in store, so... You know, condolences. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we are doing slightly different this week because it is the international break, so we're not going to go through any news, and there are no recent fixtures to talk about. Um, but we did think that this would be a good time to dig into the bigger picture of what's going on in the league, talk about some uh, trends we've seen, give out some early season awards. And then we have a ton of listener stuff, and frankly, that's the most fun around the international break, so we're going to get into all the listener stuff, but let's start off with our early season, quarter season. I would say 24%. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Awards. Stimmers, why don't you tell the listeners what our award categories are going to be tonight? Yeah, so our categories for the season so far, the 24% awards apparently, is uh, the most Burnley 
of the season so far, the least Burnley team of the season so far, the most likely to win the Prem as it stands, the most likely to get relegated and the one team that has sparked the most joy in us. Oh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Excellent. Now for our new listeners, we do give out a weekly award called the Burnley of the Week. It is a uh, sort of phrase that I coined after listening to the uh, Double Pivot podcast with Mike Goodman and Mike Cayley. They kind of, in the, I don't know, analytics nerdy community, we have collectively been obsessed for a few years about how Burnley constantly overperform their numbers and just make models that are otherwise excellent, excellent statistical models look very bad because they just refuse to conform. They confound science. Yep, much to everyone's chagrin. So the Burnley of the week, or in this case, the Burnley of the season so far, is the team that has most overperformed and least deserves their position in the table. And let's throw it to Chuck first. Chuck, would you like to nominate a team for Burnley of the season? Liverpool. (laughs) Straight in. (laughs) Straight in. Ian, what about you? Uh, I mean, it's hard to go for someone else. Uh, Arsenal. I mean, they are the traditional sort of, other than Burnley, obviously, Arsenal. Arsenal are in third place uh, and have not, I don't think, been the third best team in the league. Um, I think that's pretty fair to say, but I'm going to go with Chuck as well. <gasps> and we're giving the award to Liverpool for Burnliest Burnley. Yay! You're an idiot. Why are you, why are you choosing Liverpool? I said it as a goof. <laughs> I mean, they are... First in the league. <laughs> they are indeed first in the league and they have not lost a game. Yeah. Um, but they, I mean, just to go straight stats with it, because that's my, you know, as is my want. Um, they are overperforming more than any other team by 7.3 points compared to what you would expect statistically given their performances on an average season. So they should be, should be being a very loaded term, about 16.7 points or 17-ish points. And they're actually on 24. So wildly overperforming their numbers. Big time. Um, they are good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> don't think that's a very hot take. However, obviously defence looked ropey as hell at the start of the year. I mean, there was the game against Norwich that opened the season, I think. Was it Norwich? It was, yeah. Yeah. Friday night yeah. football. Fri- oh, fucking hell. What a load of shit. Um <laughs> And yeah, they looked ropey, and and they have done the whole time. And obviously, Allison. Well, now Allison is supposedly back um, for the next fixture, uh, which is against Man United. Uh, they've got, <laughs> they've just lost their goalkeeper. Funnily enough, so that's hilarious. But we'll come on to that later. Um, and so they just, even though they've they've just kind of scraped by in a lot of games, and and the fact that yeah, as Oscar said before, they've overperformed by. 7.3 points after eight games. Like, that's huge. That is a massive, massive swing. Yeah, and I, I think that they have been, obviously, one of the two best teams in the league. That's pretty fair to say. Um, but I don't think that they are anywhere near worth an 8-0-0 record. Um, they, and like you said, they've barely squeaked by on quite a few occasions. Um, and they've really gotten more, I think, value out of their goals than any other team and um i think city have like city have been the better team on average at least looking at their underlying performances uh just the more recent sort of struggles ever since their defense has been injured has kind of 
tainted that a little bit for them. But to me, City are still clearly the strongest team in the country. And and it's not even particularly close, even if Liverpool have the points and have the wins. Um, so that's kind of why I went for them. But to uh, to make the case for Arsenal, because Ian did nominate them as well, I think they're a very strong contender, easily could have given it to them, because they are currently in garbage. third... Well, yes, they are garbage. <laughs> uh, they're currently in third place on 15 points, but you would expect, on average, given their underlying statistical performances, to be on 11 points, and much more dramatically, they are expected to be 10th in the table unexpected points not third so that is quite a good overperformance from them which is pretty absurd so now see i'm i'm not particularly basing my arsenal pick on much other than traditionally every week they seem to have been in our conversation for burnley of the week and just eye test wise like when you watch arsenal they're fucking hilarious so <laughs> well, like, we said enough times last year, didn't we, that they were overperforming every yeah, week? Yeah, this is not a sort of new thing. Arsenal overperforming their numbers, and the fact that I've watched them a few times this season and thought they're a bit of a joke, and this is a this is a bit shocking, and yet they're third. I haven't drilled down into mm. any numbers. I've just looked at you know the odd game and gone, geez, and they're still third. And what did you just say, Oscar? Tenth? They should be. Well, should being a loaded word, but yeah, 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 yeah. on average you would expect tenth. Yeah. Okay, so the expected points table has them at tenth. I mean, I think they're 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 a pretty good case, aren't they, for Burnley of the season so far? I mean, awful, awful. Yeah, they're overperforming big time. Um, and and yeah, it's 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 like we kind of touched on last week that it does seem weird that they have been like that, but they're one point behind City, and it's yeah also congested and close I mean they're not there's there's a, another team in between uh, Liverpool and Arsenal that have overperformed uh, and that's West Ham they're they're up in 8th yeah and the expected table has them at 18th 18th yeah. really <laughs> so yeah so what is it with them though because when I've spoken about their attack looking good this season and stuff like that so have, have I totally misread the situation there? No, their they... attack has been pretty much on what you would expect. They're on 11.5 XG and scored 11. Right. Uh, it's very much their defense. They've only conceded 11, but again, on average, statistically, they should should be or would be around 16.1. 16, yeah. Gotcha. So significantly overperforming their defensive numbers. Um, so yeah, you're right. They do have a good attack. And I do think like... As a podcast and as just fans of the Premier League, we tend to focus so much on the top six that like we're going to give our award to one of those or it's more likely to give there. But West Ham are a good sleeper pick for that. An honorable um, mention. Honorable mention, yeah. But you know what? I'm going to actually change my answer, Ian. Big superstar over there. You've convinced me. And I'm going to go with Arsenal. So Arsenal are Burnliest Burnley of the season so far. It's tradition. Arsenal. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he caved. Shit. Nah, I'll go with it. Fuck it. <laughs> to be honest, I said Liverpool was a goof joke and then Oscar agreed with me and it threw me Aggressively and started, yeah, showing the stats. But Arsenal have also overperformed on every metric and you watch them and they're garbage and they still have Mustafi. It makes me so angry that they're above Chelsea, honestly, because like, fuck them, they're yeah. not that good. Like, <laughs> ah, they aren't really though, are they? Yeah, well, we'll, there'll be time for them to sort of fall down to where they belong. Yeah. Um, but that means that it is time now to transition to the next award, which is the anti-Burnley of the year, or of the 24%. Also known as the Watford of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Watford is a strong case here. 
Uh, Watford currently in 20th place with only three points and on expectation should would be at around 11, which would have them in seventh on average. Yeah. You know, you're having an issue when you've had more managers than wins in a season. <laughs> you love slacking off Watford for that. And it's in it's in both directions, too. Like, you would look at their numbers and expect about 11 goals. They've only scored four. So that's, <laughs> that's so bad. And you would look at their numbers and expect about 15 goals allowed, and they've conceded 20. So they suck. Huge swings in both directions there. <laughs> Meant to be eleven points, they have three. Yeah, it's just it's really dark times at Watford, and we did talk about them a couple of weeks ago. As far as like what the hell is going on, it seems like they have a bit of the yips in front of goal. That last final touch, yeah. even when they're like clear in, is not going in for them. Um, so they're probably, I think, the easy answer. But to breed a little dissent. In this podcast, I'm going to go with my answer for the one, the only, Manchester United. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be, though. Hang on. Go hang on. on. Let's hear because it. you've told me enough times now that, no, Man United are good and they have statistically the best defense and they're fine. Now you're saying they're shit? No, no, no. I'm saying they're underperforming. Nah, you're saying they're shit, man. That's what this award is for. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're saying they're it's shit. It's the anti-Burnley. It's like you don't achieve anything. Like, Yeah, it, they're in 12th you... place right now. <laughs> That's what's happening. That is nah. exactly what's happening. <laughs> they cannot buy a win to save their fucking lives, and their performances haven't been that bad. Like, they're conceding ridiculous goals from distance or crazy angles. Really low percentage shots, like that one a couple of weeks ago that went through about seven defenders' legs and just slowly trickled into the corner, and it wasn't even particularly well hit. But they haven't scored goals either. No, their their attack has been woeful. Genuinely woeful. Although they've scored nine but generated 12 XG, so sort of underperforming there. But it's really, really their defensive numbers. Like, they are, by every metric other than actual goals scored and, like, the real things that have happened, right? Real but life things. Real, yeah. real Everything life. apart from reality, <laughs> yeah, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Everything apart from reality. Um, if you're, you know, when you kind of like look at luck, basically what XG is, is a way of sort of measuring luck over the short term and then predict predictions over the long term. They are, by a pretty wide margin, the best defense in the league so far. They are not conceding chances and they are especially not conceding chances from high dangerous areas. And so they, on average, would be at seven points more than they are on. They, they are on nine, and you would expect them to be at 16. And that is genuinely the defense. Like, they have had a fantastic defense. I think you can pretty much point to Juan Bissaka and Maguire coming in and sort of really fixing the problems that they had last year because it's huge upgrades on both of those positions. And I do think that over the course of the season, like, we're going to see them approach the expected numbers with their real numbers. Like, I think that will show after a, after a few more weeks, after a few more months, maybe. And they get rid of their manager. <laughs> they get rid of their manager. <laughs> who I'm surprised is still there. I didn't think he'd make it to the other side of the international break. Yeah, that. well, I think it's a... I don't know if it's just a saving face thing now. I mean, God. But the um, defensive situation and the letting in of low percentage XG goals... That's not going to get better with De Gea out, is it? No. no. Who's their backup keeper? Um, Isn't it Romero? Romero? Is he still there? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's a decent backup, to be fair, but you just don't want to, at a time when you're in 12th, the, the t- league table's starting to shake out now, like eight games in, you can start to sort of take the league table a bit more seriously now. That is not when you want to lose your first choice goal. No, not at all. But it's it's not the De Gea of old. Like we talked last year or about how they had, I think they overperformed their numbers by like 20 Right, yeah. something along those lines a couple of years ago, and we pointed very directly to De Gea as the reason for that. There was a lot of yeah, hugely a lot yeah. of really advanced keeper metrics that showed that his like shot stopping was at such a high level that it was really a, a huge contribution to those extra points. And this year, the fact that they're underperforming and specifically defensively, to me, is is like really a warning sign that he might be having a bit of a Neuer situation where he's like getting old or losing a step here and there. So I don't know that him being out is necessarily going to be a huge problem for them because he already was not like getting them to the level you would expect. And a lot of times when you're over or underperforming XGA, you do look at the keeper for that. The latest reports are that De Gea is going to be out for two months. Ooh, and that's a lot of games. That is a lot of games. Yeah, it's a busy time of year. They're about to have seven games in two weeks. Oh, They've got Liverpool at home, then they go away to Partizan Belgrade, then they've got Norwich away, then Chelsea away in the League Cup, then Bournemouth away, then at home to Partizan, and then they've got Brighton at home. Yeah, and getting us in the League Cup at this point is basically the same as getting us in the League, because we're just running out the kids anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I would say this, Ian. I'd be significantly more concerned if it was Wan-Bissaka or Maguire who was injured than De Gea. I don't think De Gea has been particularly elite this year. So it's less of a concern than it would have been two years ago, let's say. No, definitely not to the fact that I think two years ago, wasn't it like, was it like 12 to 15 goals? They overperformed, like the defense overperformed by, I think for the season, like it was, it was a big it was margin. Silly, yeah. It was an insane amount. Yeah. And he had, he had like the most saves in the premier league, apart from like Fabianski or something. And Fabianski played for Swansea for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> which again, just showed a, how crap their defense was and B how good of a keeper he could be. Yeah. And it's a radical, radical change from having to rely on him. Maybe to that's what do it is. Miracles. Maybe it's the XG catching up and averaging out over multiple seasons. So maybe they won't go back to zero in this season because they've had their open performance. That's not that's not how numbers work, but sure. <laughs> that is how numbers work. That is it's exactly just, what it, not regression to the mean means. But no, uh, it just depends on what time sign- time frame you put on it. Sure, <laughs> let's go with that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it's like when you hit you know black five times in a row. Clearly, red is coming out next, right? Like that's what that means. Uh, no, always bet on black. Just always. Wesley Snipes told me, so I make it so. <laughs> Words to live by. Isn't it? Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Motherfucker, you out your goddamn mind. <laughs> All right, Ian, what's the next category? Just because you put a baby in an oven doesn't make it a biscuit. Oh, God, what? is that? What is that from? <laughs> I think that's from White Men Can't Jump, but I don't oh. think it's put a baby in the oven. I'd oh, better fact check that for yeah. a <laughs> I don't don't like that one. (laughs) Maybe just cut that. Our next category is who is most likely to win the Premier League? Now, this is a really interesting question and one that I think is significantly harder to answer. So I'm just stalling so that Chuck can give his answer and then I'll go off of that. Um, Head says Liverpool, heart says Man City. I just think at this point, 
Man City's defense isn't going to be sorted anytime soon. Oh, ho, ho. Look how fucking people have come around on that. <laughs> Mr. Negating me for three weeks about how we should be concerned about City's defense, should be concerned about City's defense, and you're like, nah, it's fine. And now it's time for the midseason awards, the 24% awards. Sorry. And you're like, uh-oh, City's defense. Gotta watch out. This son of a bitch. It's called picking and choosing yeah. whenever I feel like it. Um, no, because like they'll still score loads of goals, but they just... Otamendi sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He really does. <laughs> like, really sucks. And should have been replaced years ago. In fairness to them, he was replaced. It's just that he's like fifth down the list, but that's how far they've fallen in injuries. He's he's literally their only healthy center back, and they're playing Fernandinho as the second one. Like, mm. is really bad times. Yeah, and Mendy's injured again. Is he? Was he not injured for a moment there? Yeah, yeah, he was like <laughs> on the verge of coming back and then had another... Trust me, I follow very closely. I just got rid of Zinchenko, fucking hell. But yeah, it's just... Liverpool seem to be, now with Alisson coming back, will strengthen at the back and still have, like, they're still playing Lovren, for fuck's sake. And they have Joe Gomez sitting there, like, what are you doing to that poor boy? Um, And so they've just kind of been scraping by, eking out wins. Yeah. And so that's why it is, the fact that they've overperformed their stats so much is also crazy because they're just winning games 1-0. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like those two things should really add up. Yeah, and that's what Ian was saying last week, that like if they've overperformed so far and now all of a sudden they're actually going to get good, then that overperformance matters less, right? Because they, they basically built themselves a cushion and then from there they can take it. It's like going it's almost like going into the season with a eight point head start. And if they can just be solid from here out. It just makes it that much harder for City to catch them. And I think I'm going to go with you, Chuck, also. I think my the head says Liverpool. The heart wants for them to collapse hilariously like they did last year. <laughs> like every year. Yeah, maybe come in with the second most points of all time and come in second in the league. How great would that be? So would that be the second most points of all time or the second second most points of all time? So they don't even beat their score last season. They lose to it by like one point. So they're like... Lose to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a stat that was like the only three teams in the last 20 years to have been in first place at Christmas and then lost were... All Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool, <laughs> and Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, dear. This is going to make what I say seem silly. <laughs> I really I really do hope it's City, but I think probably that eight-point head start is... Uh, is too much to sort of... After eight games as well. I mean, they still... Like, I still stand by what I said earlier in the season that obviously they've still got to play each other twice. So yeah. effectively, City could make that a two-point cushion right there. Yep, they could. But I'm I'm saying Liverpool. I'm just not willing to bet against any team that has won their first eight games on the bounce and hasn't yet hit their stride, has had a substitute keeper... I, I'm not willing to bet against them. So I'm saying... And also, I think if, if Man City looked amazing, but just had had the odds, you know, the odd City goal go against them or whatever, mm. but they haven't. Like, for every reason both of you were saying there about the defence. So I'm just not willing to bet against Liverpool. Mm. I, I think, for me, I'm willing to put my head above the parapet and say Liverpool to win the Premier League. 
And it's not even that they've won the first eight games. They're on like an 18-game stretch well, yeah, now yeah, of wins, exactly. I think. And so nearly at uh, Pep's Premier League record. Yeah. Or like the European record, in fact, that is. Is it? Yeah, he equaled his Bayern Munich record. <laughs> Blimey. And that record had held for a while there, and then we broke it. And then fucking, like, Chelsea's Conte broke it with, I think, 14 wins or something. And then fucking Pep broke it the year after. And then now it's about to get broken by Liverpool again. It's like, what is going on with that recently? It's insane. But I do think it's as much the trajectory of both of those teams as it is where they're at right now. Because it's not only, again, like we said, an eight-point cushion, but Liverpool are getting better and City look like they're getting worse. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that eight points is 12 or even 15 by Christmas. Because that's about when the City defenders are going to be back around the end of November, around beginning of December. And so, like, by then, that could potentially be a really scary big gap. Truths. All right, what's the next award? Our next award is the one no one wants, most likely to get relegated. I mean, do... Do we need to just say Watford, or is it just <laughs> implied? Do you, are you going Watford here, like genuinely? Um, yes. <laughs> okay, bet just betting on the the bad form being enough to like keep them down. Yeah, and they don't know how to fix broken things. Fair enough, and they are very much a broken thing right now. Many broken. Many. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna go for the obvious one: Newcastle. <laughs> they're, tri- they're shit they're just shit <laughs> they're the worst team by every possible metric they have scored five goals and they are perfectly performing their xg <laughs> <laughs> oh yep. dearie me yeah exactly <laughs> so <laughs> no good well this is good then because i'm going with a different team oh, oh. so we got a bomb three yeah um, yeah exactly we'll have our three i'm going for norwich Mm-hmm. I think their defence has looked, and admittedly they've had um, injury problems, but their defence has looked absolutely woeful. And if you're letting in five at home when you're playing Aston Villa, I think you've got real problems. And they are going to be relying on their attack to score way more than they are doing at the minute. And e- even if Pookie gets back on the back on the party bus, I just don't think... I don't think their defence is strong enough to uh, save them, so I can't see Norwich surviving. I hope they do, because they're sort of... I want to see Daniel Farker stay in the Premier League, and I want to see their attacking brand of football stay and that, but I just I just can't see it at the minute. I can't see him surviving. No, and, and the numbers do agree with you. They are easily the worst defence by underlying numbers um, of everyone, and by the expected points, they're just barely above Newcastle in 19th. Right, okay. So... They are pretty much exactly where they quote unquote deserve to be. Like the expected points have them at 6.4 and they're at six. So that was almost my other answer. What they need is a triple captainship, but in real life. Because if Pookie's goals could count for three, yeah. then I think they'd be all right. Brilliant. What a, what a <laughs> But that doesn't exist. So. Wow. That's what it's come to, eh? Ian's going to fuck off to another proper pod again. (laughs) (laughs) If they'll have them, please. They always come crawling back, Chuck. They always come crawling back. It's like being home. All right. What's the next? I think the last one, right? 
Yeah, the last one is, I've not thought about this one too much, actually. I might have to do this on the fly. But the, the team that has sparked the most joy in us. Uh, this answer could go so many ways. Um, I'm also very torn on to what to say here. Okay, so I'll take one of your inevitable answers. I'm going to say Man United, because it's great seeing them so shit. It's amazing. It genuinely fills me with so much joy. And all the Man United fans that had all those years under Alex Ferguson, they're like, oh, we deserve this. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, fuck off. You don't deserve shit. <laughs> and now you're in 12. Yeah. Although I, from the like excessively nerdy stats perspective, like that they're underperforming so badly takes away some of that joy because I'm like, oh, they're Burnleying a bit or anti Burnleying a bit. Or whichever one it is, I'm getting confused at this point. <laughs> whichever. <laughs> one of the two. I just want the numbers to be what the numbers are supposed to be. So that's kind of annoying. But yeah, it's really fucking great to watch them like struggle so much yeah. and like watch their fans be sad. But that that actually wasn't one of the answers I was considering. Um, but I'm curious to see what Ian says before I go. Um, I think I will go for Crystal Palace. Because... What? Because okay, okay. it's purely personal and it's purely podcast based because they're having their best start ever they're having like their their defense is doing really well and i just like the fact that chuck can't accept that his team is doing okay (laughs) every week we come back here and he's just fucking slagging them off and he can't possibly accept that they're (laughs) so so bad when you watch us play damn it ian (laughs) What? Look look what you're doing to Chuck. Okay, you're upsetting him. He doesn't need this. He's full of hot sauce. Okay. (laughs) He's about to go. He's reverse jinxing you, Chuck. Can you believe this? I know. I know he is. And he's a bastard because I did it with Peterborough and they started playing well. I'm not reverse jinxing you. This is Crystal Palace traditionally grow into a season and you're in sixth. For fuck's sake, enjoy it. I mean, it really, I know that you haven't got any strikers. Yeah, I mean, level on points with Chelsea. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't go for Chelsea, you know. Listening to you talk about Chelsea on Always Cheating and being like, oh, I'm getting caught up in the fever, getting caught up in the excitement. We've been like genuinely a really exciting team. Like just young English kids going out scoring a ton of goals. Like, what do you want? Oi, 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 America. (laughs) Um, It's not your answer. (laughs) All right, it's Ian's answer. Ian wants to say how great my team is. He can say how great my team is. <laughs> I'm just saying if he was going to go for one of the two teams, I would not have guessed it would be Palace. But. Okay, so inevitably you're going to go with Chelsea. Well, I mean, that's the obvious easy answer for me. Everybody knows, everyone who's listened all season knows how excited I am. To, uh, what a fun time it is to be a Chelsea fan right now with all the young kids doing it, coming through the academy. Callum just came back. Ruben is about to come back. All that sort of good stuff. But I feel like that would be kind of boring. Everybody expects that. So I'm going to go with the other team that I think you were thinking about, Chuck, which is Tottenham Hotspur. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) fucking Tottenham. (laughs) Just, I mean, obviously their performances on the pitch have been hilariously bad. Um, They are currently in ninth place, which is pretty much exactly where the expected table has them. So they're (laughs) fully deserved. Yeah, they're only their expected points are ten point eight three, so they can't even say that it's no. And their actual points are eleven, so it's a, it's a pretty much exactly spot on. But more than that, just watching them implode and all the media stories coming out and the the players having black eyes 
and somebody sleeping with somebody else. I mean, if the Colleen Rooney thing Send hadn't happened. Yeah, if it wasn't like for Wagatha Christie last week, clearly the most like enjoyable outside of football story this year has been <laughs> all the drama behind the scenes at Spurs. So for that reason, it sparks much Hang joy. On. Are we trying to say that Wagatha Christie is a smokescreen that has been deployed by Maurizio Pochettino using Rebecca Vardy oh as a God. proxy in order oh to take God. the heat off of the Tottenham Hotspur team. Is He's that, the one that hacked the account. <laughs> is that what you guys are saying right now? I really hope so. God, I want more levels. I want more levels to this story. I want it just to be layer upon layer upon layer, like some big delicious yeah. bastard cake, and you just num, 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 num. Yeah. One of our listeners who is more talented than the three of us, please Photoshop Mauricio Pochettino sitting at a computer with like a old timey burglar mask, like the Hamburglar, and then on the <laughs> screen Rebecca Vardy's Twitter or so Instagram, whichever fucking one it was. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Something that the kids play with <laughs> and nowadays. just cackling to himself, being like, "This will get the heat off us." Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So for that reason, I'm going Tottenham. Uh, do we want to each vote for one of the other two's answer and land a consensus? Yeah. So of the two that you guys said, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna vote for Chuck's. Chuck of the two of ours, which one do you vote for? Um, gonna vote for. See, I don't. Oh, it's so <laughs> difficult. Tricky one for Chuck. <laughs> because I've built, I've built an image for myself, and if I admit that I enjoy my own team, it doesn't fucking work. Ah uh, no, I've got okay. Yeah, Ian's Ian's right. I should stop being so negative and should enjoy the fact that even though we're overperforming by four points, um, my team's in sixth. It's eight games. Touch me. Europa League. Here we come. European tour. We too can swat racists across Europe. Yes. <laughs> Just kick them in the nuts. Kick them straight in their Nazi saluting. C- faces palace it is then palace is the team that has sparked the most joy even though every week when chuck starts talking about palace it inevitably spirals audible sigh (laughs) so let's move on before chuck talks himself out of being happy about palace to listener stuff Yes, we've got some listener questions. So first question comes from uh, current Predictor League champion Johnny OG. Question for the pod. Has Stimmers become a diva since his newfound fame? I, I mean, mean it's not, for me, not for me to say, really, is it? No, I mean, his rider is 57 pages long. Yep. Um, yep. He will only have green M&Ms, specifically the ones with the Caramel Centre. And he made me sort them, and I'm fucking colorblind, so that took forever. <laughs> just, just cruel and unusual, honestly. Can can Chuck sort them? No, it has to be the colorblind it guy. It has to be Oscar, because then that way it's inflicted more misery on someone. And that's just kind of what he's about now. It's very um, self-aggrandizing. Yeah, did you listen to the podcast? That was inflicting misery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. You did a very good job, mate. You did. Yeah, genuinely, oh, actually. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I said it in public. Fine. Oh, I said it enough to you the other day. Fucking hell. Did you I listened to it right Well, away, no, actually, I? what you said was, oh, you're getting a lot of love on the socials, so your dick must be like, what was it, have first degree burns on it the, by now. The burns on your, the friction burns on your penis must be first degree, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's as much as I ever get from you, Chuck, so it was, it was beautiful. I mean, you were probably wanking furiously over it. Um, I haven't stopped. He got he got a bit of those pills that they were advertising. 
<laughs> that was just the most beautiful. I know. Happenstance so, yeah, moment. I, honestly, that's only the second time out of all the adverts they've had that they've had an erectile dysfunction advert, and it happens on an episode I'm on. Just so happens that it's when an octogenarian's on. Yeah. Yeah. Was the other advert for uh, Rogaine or Wigs or anything like that? <laughs> I don't know. Phil Collins like Drum it. Academy. Would join. Right. So. Let's get back to what we know, which is questions from Dave. Dave Matteo, he's a long-time listener, and he's always good for a question. Um, although, if any of our new listeners want to get involved, please do. We're on Twitter as Miles Offside Pod. You can email us, milesoffsidepod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram as Miles Offside Pod. We welcome all newcomers with any questions, and it, as you can see, it doesn't have to be football. Yeah, ask us literally about anything, and we'll try to answer it. Um, yeah. But no racists. No, we're not. We're not big on that. No. We've always been anti-racist. Let's make that. Yeah, clear. a bit of a, a bit of a controversial stance, I know. But oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Sometimes... If you're a Bulgarian journalist, it's definitely a weird stance. Yeah, or the Bulgarian head of football, or a Bulgarian goalkeeper. Did you guys see that the prime minister ordered like a raid on their offices? Yeah, that guy got uh, not the prime minister, but the president, football president. He got deposed. There was a coup. How could you sort of like keep denying it when your your prime minister, president of your country, is going? No, seriously, you need to fuck off. Seriously, just yeah, <laughs> just like unbelievable. Just get in the bin, you prick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Dave Matteo says, uh, what is your favourite piece of clothing that you own and why? Is it comfortable, lucky, etc.? I mean, how long have we got to talk about socks? <laughs> oh, of course, the running trope. Do I need to put the sock jingle in? <gasps> yeah. yeah. It's been a <laughs> while. I haven't, done, I haven't done that for weeks. Okay, let's play the sock jingle. For our new listeners that are very confused, it's just as weird as you think. We're kind of <laughs> obsessed with socks, and we talk about it sometimes for no reason at all. Just turns out that all three of us weirdly like socks, and we discovered that on air a long time ago. <laughs> totally by coincidence. We got like four episodes worth of material out of that one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And our top Patreon level, which if you do want to subscribe, it's patreon.com slash milesoffside. Mm-hmm. Is the socket to me level where for only the low, low price of $30 a month, <laughs> Chuck will personally cater a, I believe, 30 pairs, right? A fresh pair a every day. A month supply. A month supply. A month supply yeah. of socks. Brand new, wonderful, hand picked <laughs> socks. Mm-hmm. And I'll get them delivered anywhere in the world. Uh, nice socks as well. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you want socks in February, because it's 30 pairs, more than a month supply, uh, a month and two days. Uh, unless it's a leap year, month and one day. Still which, good. Uh, next year is a leap year. Yes, maths. So I mean, yeah, give us money. December, go fuck off. You got to find that one extra day on your own. Yeah, and the whole reason I started this podcast is because I just want to buy people socks. So guys, help me realize my dream. Very weird dream. And I will also make a spreadsheet for you. Yeah, I mean, he tackled Whether that you're on, a Patreon you or not, if you want a spreadsheet, just call me. You please. don't have to take that one if you really want to. It's just, you know, he kind of feels Or you bad can combine the two, and Oscar will make you a spreadsheet where you rate your socks. Yeah, and then oh my I'll God. get you some socks that have got spreadsheets on them. There we go. Anyway, patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod if you want to get involved in that. There are lower levels where we just do extra little mini pods. 
Yeah, twenty nine dollars a month, twenty eight dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, I think the entry level gets you like one day early release of the podcast, and at least one of us every week does a Patreon special. For a while, it was me. More recently, it's been Stimmers. At least one of us. It's never really me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, your newborn child just turned one yesterday, so it's been a busy yeah, year. and you've got a new job. I mean, you'll get your time back, and when you do, I'm sure it will get ranty. Yeah, I'll f- figure out something to talk about. For now, I'm just dropping the odd FPL one when I can be bothered, which if you heard the Always Cheating one, you might not want to subscribe to, but whatever. And I, at some point, will get back to doing weekly nerdy updates on all the things going on in the nerd world. Mm-hmm. Especially as we approach Star Wars season, and I think there's supposed to be a trailer. It was supposed to be yesterday, now we're probably looking at next Monday. And allegedly tickets are going on sale this week as well for Rise of Skywalker, so... Yeah. So, what is your favourite piece of clothing? Right, so... Uh... <laughs> wow, so usually Chuck bringing us back. You're welcome. Um, well, for me, I do have an answer to this, actually. Weirdly enough, because as you know, I have I love like ranking things and making lists and whatnot, so of course I have a favourite piece of clothing... And for me, it is my 2006 Michael Ballack Chelsea jersey. It is the first soccer jersey that I ever bought with my own money because I had an internship that summer. I was fresh out of high school. It's the first Chelsea thing I ever purchased, which (laughs) if you saw the picture that I sent to you guys um, like last week when I just moved in and unpacked all my jerseys, I have about 40 Chelsea jerseys that take up most of a closet. And it just has a lot of sentimental value. Michael Ballack, the reason I became a Chelsea fan... The first, uh, my favorite ever soccer player, period, full stop. Mm-hmm. The Asia Trophy arm stickers. Um, <laughs> yeah, recount that story for any new listeners. Yeah, so I got I got overexcited by a preseason goal <laughs> by the one and only Fernando Torres. I was like, oh, it's finally time. He's going to be good. And I got a Fernando Torres jersey. It was the home jersey. And I clicked, yeah, of course I want the arm patches, uh, thinking that it was the Premier League arm patches. No. And lo and behold, it comes in the mail, and it had the Asia Cup trophy arm patches on the side. So I am the proud owner, proud, I don't know, (laughs) of a Fernando Torres Chelsea home jersey with the Asia Cup trophy on the arm patches. the only one in existence. Exactly. I feel like that might have some sort of value, weirdly. It's probably the only one one that exists. Do you want it? You can have it. I don't want it. Maybe I want it, yeah. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> you... anyone with any sort of connections to old shirt shops, please tell us. If... <laughs> I mean, surely you'll be able to check like sales numbers to see that A, the number of Chelsea shirts with Torres on the back, and B, with Premier League Asia <laughs> the Cup. The Asia Cup trophy. <laughs> it's one of a kind, baby. Yeah. One of a kind. As are you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Ian, what's your favourite? Is your favourite... Uh, piece of clothing like the first shirt it's one of those it's one of those um dresses that it's what like baby boys used to wear in like the 1920s and you see them in pictures and you think it goes like a victorian almost like ebenezer scrooge nightgowns or those uh those really fancy pants that they wore in like the 16 and 1700s with the socks up to the knees and the poofy sort of thighs yeah, uh, get get him a Jacobean rough. He'll be happy as anything. <laughs> if it'll fit around my chins, absolutely. <laughs> Surely it would streamline your chins. You could almost tuck your chins into it. Yeah, maybe that's the key. Yeah. Come on, Ian. I'm sure you've got a concert shirt or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one, actually, because I hadn't thought of anything. I was literally going to say anything that will fit these days. Uh, that doesn't just... Ah, oh, so self-deprecating. Trying to bring yeah. yourself back into our good books after your diva mm-hmm. performance. 
desperately. Fake humility mm. will humility. get you nowhere. Yeah. But uh, cash bribery will get you everywhere. So oh, will it? Good. Bear, okay. bear that in mind, mate. Come on, come on. Give us a humble brag. What's the cool concert that you got a t-shirt from that you want to tell us all about? No, no. So, like, um, it. I've got a hoodie from Reading Festival 2000. And it was the first festival I went to. I was 16. And, um, yeah, it's like uh, the first day I went to see uh, Limp Bizkit. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that. I did we? it all for the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> the hoodie. Uh, Oasis headlined that night um on the friday that first day so and uh yeah are you appropriately obsessed with oasis for a man of your age and location you have no idea how obsessed with Oasis. i haven't brought oasis up but i taught myself to play guitar with oasis chord books i definitely anyway here's wonderwall yeah (laughs) (laughs) i um definitely maybe was my first album when i was 10 uh, yeah, I'm I'm ridiculous Oasis fan. I so, kind yeah. of assumed that about you, and I'm glad that it's true because like it very much fits fully into that stereotype. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've still I've still got that hoodie. Um, a dodgy. I, I don't even think it's an official one. I think it, when you could buy hoodies from outside for like a tenner. Um, so yeah, that one. That's a great one. Yeah, I love that hoodie just because it's yeah it takes me straight back to. Being at a festival I should not have been at at 16 years old. Jesus, what were my parents thinking? I went to Reading Festival when I was 15. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I went to Reading Festival when I was five. Where's Reading? Where's Reading, Oscar? (laughs) In England. Good. Well done. Past the first barrier. South of England? Maybe. If if you're splitting it into north and south, yes. Yes. (laughs) Central-ish south. Mm. I'm going to go east of London by about oh, an hour's drive. Oh, you Damn it. Damn it. Uh, I do want to go to the Reading Festival though someday. I want to don't, go I want to go to a bunch of festivals. No, oh, I was about to say Reading's the best and Chuck's no. going, nope, no. nope. Awful, no. awful, awful. It's no Glastow. It's not, no, don't go to that I've either. never done Glastonbury. It's an absolute horrible hole in my life that I've never done Glastonbury. I want to go to Isle of Wight also. That's supposed to be a cool one. Wow. Right, have you guys been to Isle of Wight? I mean, I've seen it. I know how backwards the people that live on it are. I was going to say, I'm not taking a ferry anywhere. Fuck off. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be bothered with that. All right, Chuck, what's your hipster answer for this? Is it some like... Um, First of all, don't like festivals. Um, Hipster. So it's not something from that. Um, Festivals are too popular, too cool. I had... I mean, I used to have loads of like sentimental T-shirts and shit like that that I had for years, but then I just kept moving house and culled them specifically for my clothes. So it's been so long now, I can't what, even remember. What sentimental T-shirts? Uh, I don't know, just shit T-shirts I'd had for ages. Oh, right, just, okay, yeah. fine. Not really that good of a story. Um, <laughs> I do own upwards of 60 pairs of socks. <laughs> Right. Yes. I, if your answer to this question is your favorite wank sock, please keep that to yourself. Oh, that I don't need to know about it. Can I just not to? I know we talk about some disgusting shit, but this is just. I mean, what? I don't know. Why would you ever wank into a sock? I think we've done. Yeah, we've this, we've had this conversation like three <laughs> different times. Have we? I think so. I mean, and it's always awful. I still just don't feel like we ever got a decent resolution on it. So, kids, if you're listening, um, don't ruin your socks. Because one day, what's going to happen is you're going to forget which sock you're going to put it on. Uh, oh, oh God. God. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
What do you mean you're sorry, everyone? You should be ju- just... There's only people that that will affect are the people that wank in their socks, and you shouldn't feel sorry for them. <laughs> and that's just the kind of content you can get here on Miles Offside, week in and week out. Yeah, imagine what we keep behind the paywall. Um, <laughs> not not worse stuff, Jesus. No. <laughs> I... I don't know. I like mixing and matching my socks. 60 pairs of socks is an impressive number. 60 I mean, pairs of socks. That seems yeah. insane. There's about 33 pairs of just generic black ones, and I still do not ever wear matching socks on any day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're an absolute monster. Yeah, that's really upsetting. Are most of these sort of like thin but good quality cotton socks or are we talking sort of quite thick it's a miss it's a mismatch some some quite thick ones you know yeah. like for your winter like your solid cotton ones are good others you know just sturdy workmanlike workman uh, james milner of socks yeah the ian stimson's penis of socks <laughs> all right come on don't be coarse <laughs> did you ever post that conversation to the uh yes it went on it went on twitter yeah it went viral yeah uh just like his penis um, oh, oh come on and <laughs> come on some of them are novelty purchases that you just go past so i've got some that you put them together and it's a hot dog or like oh, some fries nice. or donuts um lots of food base i've got the socks I've got on right now have a T-Rex on them. Of course they do. Uh, the animal, not the band. Either fine, though. Either one will be fine. Mark Bolan or a Tyrannosaurus, absolutely fine. Yep. Um, or Mark Bolan in one of those Tyrannosaurus costumes. Even better. Yeah. You'd be, have to be able to see his face, though. Because otherwise, like, you could just lie, couldn't you? Um, <sighs> no, I don't really have... I don't have any... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that explains uh, why you're always recording naked. I have I have a lot of palace shirts. Similar to Oscar, I've pretty much bought the palace home and away shirt for the last six, seven oh, really? years. Okay. Yeah. And like other people have bought me them. I have some with numbers on the back, some without. I have my daughter's first kit. Maybe that. Maybe that's probably the best thing. I bought Aww. my the, the first kit I bought my daughter before she was born, and now she's one fucking year old. You're a relatively yeah you're one year old, so you're a relatively new father. I mean, all of the shoulders of your clothes smell of baby sick anyway. So yeah, yeah, awful. Yeah, it never comes out. <laughs> awful. Business. Although that was the case before you had a kid, weirdly. But uh... <laughs> no, it was just that was my trousers, and that was my sick. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And uh, Dave Mateo would like to finish us off, as it were. With, uh, oh, I bet he would. <laughs> hey. With, if VR games got to a level where they were a near real experience, what would be your dream game? Porn. No. Um, mm. That already exists. I haven't done that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a VR headset, but I have not tried that. Yeah. I've got one of those shitty VR headsets that you can put your phone into. Oh, okay. Isn't that just a frame? Yeah, pretty yes. much. Yeah, it is. Someone sold you in a cardboard box for $500. <laughs> well, you can get Google Cardboard. That's even what it's called. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> what an exceptional piece of branding that is. <laughs> but anyway, I imagine that's a depressing experience. And one I'll report on if I ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> but that'll be behind the Patreon paywall, so. Mm. <laughs> Have you gotten a chance to play Beat Saber with your little uh, mini VR headset? No, because like I say, this is literally something you can just put your phone into. I mean, like... Oh, uh, okay, okay. It doesn't have, like, c- controllers or anything? No, no. I mean, I've I've done VR once. It was on a, a, a theme park ride 
at uh, Thorpe Park theme park, which is in Staines in West London. And it's like a Derren Brown themed psycho thing where it's like a kind of a horror thriller experience and you okay there's bits of like you're not supposed to tell people but i don't care um (laughs) it's fine spoiler alert spoiler alert it's shit um and so you get onto like this tube train and when you sit on the tube train you put on like the vr headset and like things happen and there's noises and crashes and i thought it was all right but that was like my first experience of VR as well, so I've never really had the chance to interact or do games. Oscar, you've mentioned like Beat Saber, and that's pretty cool, isn't it? It's yeah, like- Beat Saber is definitely my favorite VR. I have a PSVR, so it's part of like a PlayStation integrated or whatever. Um, and definitely my favorite game is Beat Saber. It's essentially like you remember old Dance Dance Revolution games or even Guitar yeah. Hero, where like this stuff is coming towards you along the screen on a track, and you have to hit it to the beat of the music. It's that, except instead of, like, a little plastic guitar controller, you're holding two lightsabers. So, like, as a drummer and an insanely Star Wars fan, insanely... You were about to say a ninja, then, weren't you? you <laughs> as yourself. a ninja. Unless you gave away your identity. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, as a massive nerd with, like, not one but two Star Wars tattoos and also a drummer, Beat Saber is, like, literally designed for me. Um, and it's fucking amazing. And I'm probably just going to go play as soon as we're done recording. Um but one game that I wish there was a better version of in VR that I, on several occasions I'd be like, God damn it, why doesn't this exist? I want this. Is like a really good fighter pilot game. Oh, uh, I knew you'd say, yeah, a flight sim or something would be Yeah, but like great. a really, really good one. Like there's one level on the most recent Ace Combat game that has VR compatibility, but it's mostly just flying around and you get to shoot down like one plane. And even then, it's, like, really cool, like, when you go out to the runway and you're, like, you, like, sit down and you're, like, holy shit, I'm in the cockpit of an F-16. And you look down and it looks like an actual F-16 cockpit, um, which one of my other things for new listeners is that I'm obsessed with fighter planes. And, like, I go to museums for them and, I like, I do know all of, like, what the insides look like and stuff. And it's really well done. But it was, like, one 10-minute level. And I was, like, no, come back. I want more. So I want, like, a whole immersive thing. Maybe even, let's just say like an X-Wing game where I'm a fighter pilot, but also in Star Wars. Mm. And I can they did the, it's not VR, but they had the the Star Wars battle pod that was in like the arcades where oh, you like yeah, open yeah. the door and sit in and the screen is so big it covers like your entire periphery, basically. So it's kind of as, disor- not disorienting, um, but as involved as something like that but i think dave is saying like perfected vr where you're like actually feel like you're literally what game would you want to play if that existed Um, is there something to be said for like um like a grand theft auto like game where you can just live out sort of in ridiculous awful things well what i was gonna say is potentially that but i mean if you want to go for beating up prostitutes to get your money I back in that's oh, that's fine fucking hell. Um, look at the fame going to his head i know right he's already gone through the he's gone like seven steps ahead in like <laughs> a week he's charlie sheening already jesus yeah he is a falcon he is a giant eagle sword. the tiger's um, blood is in him yeah um is to do remember way back when we spoke about uh oscar's game of being able to punch like three people a day oh yeah imagine if that could just be the game but you could like synthesize oh, wow. people you knew into it so you could you, you could, could like just, yeah punch your so boss you could or something actually 
do that and go around and punch three people. Yeah, that was that was quite a while ago. So I feel like I should give a brief summary of what that is, so that <laughs> new listeners from both the beginning of this season nah. and also this week don't think that I'm just going around punching everyone. <laughs> um, I said I think that question was like if you could make one rule as like king of the universe, what would you do or something? I don't know, but I said that uh, you should be allowed to punch three people a day, and you have like a card that they scan. <laughs> that like so then you're not illegally punching more than three people but for any reason at any time if someone's being so i think my example was like i get really frustrated when people are idiots on the escalator and stand on the wrong side and yes, it's you like can punch me in the back of the head fucking move over i'm trying to get up this escalator what are you doing i would just give them my punch card literally <laughs> a punch card and then whack them in the face and then uh, if like they continue to do that, nine other people will punch them in the face and they'll learn their fucking lesson real quick and nobody will be standing on the wrong side of the escalator anymore. So mm-hmm. that's what that was. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a happy middle ground between life as we know it now and the purge. <laughs> Which is what we all want. Yeah. Hmm. What? Tetris, Ian, for you? Um, Pong. Pong. Oh, I see. Yeah. Back to classic uh, games. Yeah. Pac-Man, because you can walk around and pretend to eat everything. <laughs> and Pac-Man is bald. Fuck me. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Big and round. Um, <laughs> when he says game, would it be like, because you know how they can do those VR things where you're in like a massive warehouse and it can like track you and you can actually walk around. Yeah. 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 In the stuff by using like the cameras, etc. And does it does he mean like that? I'm picturing like a Ready Player One situation where like you're in a pod, but it's set up so that you can actually run and walk and oh, jump. I want to do that. I want to be in Ready Player One. <laughs> Not the film, the book. Either one. The the film wasn't that bad. Ah, it's nowhere near as good as the book. No, sure, sure, sure. Obviously, but like, just so basically, yeah. If you lived in the Oasis, what would you do? I guess is another way to phrase this question. Maybe Sword Art Online, because then you can deal with all the people who. I mean, this is a. I'm saying this is very niche. Has anyone seen Sword Art Online? Nope. Nope. It's an anime, and it's basically it's similar to like Ready Player One. Everyone's in a VR game. They start playing, start playing. They get into the game, and then they realize they go to the menu to quit, and they can't quit. And then they go in, and everyone's stuck in the game. And then when you die in the game, you die in real life. And oh. it's just how they. Go on from there, etc. It's very, it's very good, but like seeing people freak out and lose their shit, but being the one person who can come out of the game—that's what I want. Or food. Or <laughs> food. Food. Oh, food. you get to eat whatever you want, and it ne- food game. It's like, so I guess at a certain level, like VR gets so advanced that it might as well be the Matrix. Yeah, I think that's what we're talking basically. Yeah, it essentially becomes like a real life simulator. Yeah, and we're using it to eat food. something you can do in real life yeah 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 that's about right okay i'm like i want to fly a fighter plane chuck is like want to eat a sandwich all right and and let's just row back a bit i don't want to beat up prostitutes i just want potential serial killers i once said that i don't (laughs) i remember saying that well did you say that i didn't say that no but if he is like me thinks the lady doth protest too much (laughs) no So what do you want to do, Ian? Is it just that you can smash up cars and go? No, no, I just wonder about that sort of thing of having an outlet for people who are, who might be violent or whatever, to just do that sort of shit in VR. Is there any sort of Mm. play in that at all? I think there's a possibility that... I mean, it 
could actually then help to make real that myth that video games cause like violence in young people and yeah it's yeah it's going to go one or two ways isn't it it's either yeah. going to make things much better or much much fucking worse yeah and then we're just into a purge situation again yeah exactly so. you fucking love the purge <laughs> you want yeah. the purge to be real that's your dream i want a purge to be real that's fine but i want to be able to just Go away from where the purge oh, is. Oh, a yearly digital purge. We all log in at the same time for 24 hours and just fucking do all the crazy shit that you want to do. Then you get all the benefits of the purge, but you're not actually murdering people. Yeah. What would Rebecca Vardy do? Well, I've got a wristband <laughs> that says that. What yeah. would Rebecca Vardy <laughs> do? Just to, <laughs> just to remind myself. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Let's wrap on those listener questions now and uh, take it to our FPL team. And um, Chuck, do you want to explain uh, what we've been doing this year with FPL? Um, you've been losing at it. Right, fuck off. Last <laughs> place, last place, last place. First two, worst, first two. Oh, wait, you weren't first last year either, were you? Nope. No, you weren't. But I'm worst to first. No, you're not beating the pod team, which is my team. And what is the pod team, Chuck? Fucking hell, do I have to spoon feed this without ever... Oh, uh, just... oh he's been on one proper podcast and he can't ramble anymore. Ooh. <laughs> he has to be to the point and succinct and follow a structure. Ugh. Basically, <laughs> what we did was, because... Why did we start this again? I, I thought it was your idea, I can't remember. <laughs> it was my idea, wasn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, uh, so we got... Asked to be part of the FPL Roundtable uh, League of stu- Extreme Stupidity and Genius, which was effectively they asked people on like FPL Twitter and people with podcasts specifically uh, to go in and uh, enter their team and kind of compete in there. And we couldn't really be bothered with the admin. So I came up with the idea of putting it forward as a full-on kind of crowdsourced team so we've put out polls to decide our original team uh captaincy choices uh transfers have all been decided by you guys apart from when you've made really stupid decisions and we vetoed them um (laughs) we just came off of our wild card which was a load of polls as well um and we're doing all right it is doing all right compared to a lot of people and by a lot of people i mean me all three of us? And yeah, yeah, all of us. Hey, hey, I'm not that far behind it, all right? There's a pretty sizable gap to you two. I mean, we're on 452 points for the season, which after eight game weeks is, what, like 56 points a week, which is pretty good. Um, we've had a few good weeks, a few bad weeks, haven't really taken off much since the wild card. No. Um, but currently we are... Oh, wow, I only just saw this. We are third in the extremes of stupidity and yeah, genius league. Yeah, we've done really well in that league. These guys don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Planet FPL. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, we're only one point behind Alan from FML FPL, and they're a very big podcast. And I'm like, yeah, let's get it, let's get in there. They like no stuff. And oh, look who's down in eleventh! That guy from Ian's other podcast, yeah. uh, Brandon is. Don't slag him off. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> He's lovely. Um, and they're also only about twelve points behind us, way down in like fifteenth. So no, exactly. <laughs> nah. So we did that, and we've been putting out some polls. We haven't done any yet for this week, standards. I wonder whether, I mean, because obviously we've got a few more FPL 
type listeners now. Maybe we'll maybe the crowdsourcing will go even better now. Maybe maybe we'll be even better, or maybe now they'll get like hyper competitive and sabotage. Uh, uh, that's not what I want. All right, so come on then. Are we doing? We're each suggesting a transfer for this week, and yeah. So we've got we've got we've got two free transfers. Um, so yeah, do either of you guys want to suggest what we do this week? Yeah, I have one. Go on. Why the fuck do we not have Callum Hudson Odoi yet? Oh, okay, okay. So what's the like? We're sitting there with Mike McGinn in our team for five point eight, and hold on, let me pull up his returns. I mean, first of all, his name's John McGinn. So. John McGinn. <laughs> Mike, Mike McGinn is a kid I went to high school Mike with. Mike McGinn. <laughs> I was going to uh, say. Shout out to Mike McGinn from New York who I went to high school with. Mike, Mike, um, Mike, Mike, Mike. Hey, Mike. Yeah, no, not that Mike. Different Mike. A lot of Mikes. A lot of Mikes at my high school. John McGinn, who plays for Aston Villa. And yes, he had two good weeks recently. But I don't really think that he's a particularly good pick. And also, Callum is only one more. And that is a ridiculous bargain. Chelsea have been the probably second or third best attack, depending on which metrics you're looking at, in the league. And all of our players are dirt cheap. You're going to tell me you can get a main component in the second or third best attack in the league for only 5.9 and you don't want to bring them in? Come on. Okay. Well, I, d- I just think it's more that we can wait a bit. Your your position is that we can um, wait on that hudson Doy transfer. It doesn't have to be now. I just think if we wait, we're gonna he's gonna hit some price rises very soon. When people realize how cheap he is and how good he is, I would not be surprised if he's hitting like six point two, six point four within the next two or three game weeks. Okay. Okay. Chuck, mm-hmm. you got any suggestions? Well, this team's kind of in a similar position to my own team and what I've kind of been stuck on is and I've got two free transfers as well, and I just can't justify anything that's like a periphery like so i mean to get rid of callum to get callum in sorry we'd have to get rid of tamori i guess which is the exact same drama i'm having with my own team because i've got tamori how has this team just become the same as my team as well oh yeah that's a point so we can't do your transfer Um, well we have two so drop tamori okay so you got you got to give us the other side then so Okay. Um, well, I don't know how much we have in the bank, but uh, hang I don't on. know. Point five. So if we drop, if we drop McGinn uh, to get Hudson Adoy, we've got another point three, I believe. So yeah, we've got four point nine. Yeah, so you can defender. go up to four, exactly. So you can go up to four point nine in defence. All right. Well, what about Peters? Do we have Peters yet? No, we don't. So yeah, Peters. So Tomori to Peters and McGinn to Hudson Adoy. Okay, lovely. Yep. Yeah. Because Tomori has been our best defender so far, but Rudiger still isn't perfectly healthy, and that seems the most like-for-like to me. And also, mm-hmm. our defense is not good, so why do we have a Chelsea defender when the- Chelsea's attack has been so good? Like, And so it makes sense to get in a Burnley defender who's yellow-flagged and only 75% ready to play. <laughs> well, whatever. That Any pick a, pick a 4.5 defender. I don't know. You okay, guys do that. Where, should we put that on the poll? Should we put that on the poll, then? Tomori to a 4.5 defender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah, okay, I don't know cool. which one. Yep, fair enough. Villams. Let's get a Newcastle player back. Yeah. I want Alan St. Maximan. Um, <laughs> do we have Lundstrom yet? Lundstrom's yeah, we good. do. Of course we do. We've had Lundstrom for bloody ages. All right. Um, damn, this is... I know what I want to do. Yeah. Right, so we've talked about him being garbage for ages and City not being able to defend, so I would get rid of... <laughs> Nicholas Otamendi. Okay. 
And also, because his team are garbage, and we've been talking about how they're shit for ages, I would get rid of Timu Puki. Um, so I would get rid of those two. And then, because I kind of mentioned him last week, and they've been playing really well again, and they've kind of come into a bit of form, especially after beating City, um, get Raul Jimenez in. Oh, I do like that. I do like that. Started off the season at 7.5. Yeah. Uh, he somehow, since his 10 points against City last week, he's actually dropped another 0.1. How the hell does that work? I don't know, Raggy. Um, so he's down at 7.1 now. That gives me 5.8 million. And then I'm just going to scroll down highest scoring defenders <laughs> until I see one who isn't a shit muncher. Wow, there's a lot of shit there. Go for a 4.5 and keep the money. Why spend on a defender when defenders aren't good this year? Yeah, I'm going to go Jetro Willems because I like his name. <laughs> That's very specific. Okay. Yeah, and he's got a few assists for Newcastle. Can't be that many. <laughs> his, well, his last three, last three appearances against Liverpool, Brighton, and Man United: seven points, six points, twelve points. Wow! Wow, okay. that's not bad. Yeah, and he didn't play in the Leicester five nil dicking. Uh, so I'm make him go. my four point five. Also, then that's a good answer. No, no, you pick your own. <laughs> no, yeah, you pick your own. So I'm going. Yeah, Otamendi and Puki to Jimenez and Willems. Okay. Um. So I'm. I didn't expect you both to go for using both transfers, but that's that's interesting. I'm also going for I mean, using both. Tra- I take a points hit pretty much every week, so I don't know how you didn't yeah, expect that. Yeah, maybe I should. Have been. I'm surprised you've not said let's do four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> every transfer. <laughs> all the transfers. Still um, beating both of you, so fuck off. Yeah, no, I'm in no position mm, to talk. Not for long. But I, I'm convinced my appearance is going to shoot me up the leagues now. So. Um, I would get rid of Aguero for Aubameyang. <gasps> Fucking crazy. No. Nope. But Aguero was in a car crash. Agu- yeah, I just... Again? Uh, what do you mean again? Was he in one before? Huh? Yeah, yeah, he was in one before, year. yeah. yeah. Oh, someone needs to take his licence off him. I just want back on back on Aubameyang. So that saves a little bit of money to go from McGinn to Madison. Oh, uh, we've got the exact money for that as well. So, uh, oh, I do might... love when it's the exact money. Yeah, I do as yeah. well. So... I like it when Ian's suggestion is going to get priced out by the time I remember to put up this poll. No, we need to put up this poll soon. No, we should be all right because McGinn's, I think most prices of the ones I've said look pretty static, except McGinn, who's probably going to rise. So, hopefully, we'll oh, be all right. Oh, you use your, your cheating app to look at that? Uh, FPL statistics, yeah. Yeah, where you cheat, yeah. Fucking cheater. And he still can't beat us. Open to yeah. Oh, is that why they had you on always cheating? Because you use that cheating website to try to help your team. Yeah, and he's literally always cheating. I mean, it's literally open to everyone. I mean, uh, and it's not always right as well. Mm, so it just means you don't cheat very well because you're still losing <laughs> to all of us. Just a bad cheater. Yeah, all I'm hearing is excuses. <laughs> Fuck off! I'm gonna win. Right, Aguero to Abamyang, McGinn to Madison. That's mine. Okay, okay, so that's our three. I hate that suggestion. Do you really? I really hate that suggestion. L- listen, Oscar, we put it. We put it to the people. Fine, fair enough. We put it to the people, and like with ninety-five percent of these votes, they'll pick my option. <laughs> they do seem to often go for your option. A man of the people. 
So yeah, so we will get those three suggestions up onto the Twitters. So just as a reminder, and to see if I can remember what they were, <laughs> uh, Oscars was Tamori and McGinn to some shit munching defender and Callum Hudson Odoi. Yep, it's that guy named Williams. <laughs> no, you can't take my answer. Sure can. My answer. No, he's no, my answer. Can't. Well, I'm not putting it. Uh, <laughs> my suggestion was Otamendi and Puki, because uh, he's done, had enough, um, for Willems, actually Willems, and Raul Jimenez. And Ian's suggestion is to ditch Aguero and John McGinn, that he defended for ages and is now trying to get rid of. Yep. A bit suspicious. Um, that's why you're not doing very well. And getting in Madison's and the Boomerang. Um, or what is it? The dehumidifier. Sorry, the dehumidifier. There you go. He listened. He listened. I did listen. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so we'll get that up on a Twitter poll for all of you guys to vote on and help lead our team into a brighter future. <laughs> Beautiful, poetic. Um, we were going to do a rundown of fixtures, but we can't be bothered, and it's quite late, and we've all got work very early in the morning. You've all got Google. You can all see it yourselves. So, anything else to add? <laughs> Uh, Man United are going to win Chuck each ship. Mm, no, they're not. No. And But Crystal Palace are going to beat Man City. That's what's going to happen. So thank you very much, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure as always. Ian, it's great to have you, you know, down here with the, the normal people. Who's normal? <laughs> mm. I'm off to do coke off some chorus girls' ass. There we go. Um, he'll probably edit that bit out just in case his wife listens. Yeah. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Take care and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>